This is John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. With me, as always, is my good friend and fellow co-host and fellow Marine, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Big Joe? I'm really worn out, John. I'm sure you are. You had to work, and then we're trying to figure out how to restream and do all this other stuff. So, so yeah, we will get the live stream up. We were just we'll eventually figure this out. Next time we do this, we're going to have um, editor of the podcast here with us to make sure we get this because we want to give a good show. We want to give good things to our listeners, those on TikTok. Oh. We definitely want something good to happen. Well, I don't need this light. I know that. You still need the light. No, you yeah, want to shine that beautiful bald head of yours. Yeah, there you <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff going on in the news today. Yesterday was the the gubernatorial recall of Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom, which so, he... I want to stop you right there. Just a second. Okay. They said that they're going to keep on counting till the 22nd. No, but you're, you're, but you're calling it. Well, they can project the winners by how many ballots come in. And even if every ballot comes in that goes for, let's say, Larry Elder, the challenger, it wouldn't be enough to sway the election for Larry Elder. So they're going to still keep – they're always going to keep counting the ballots to the very end until yeah. every vote's count. But they can count and tabulate by the votes that are coming. That is that enough to give them the win or is that not enough that they need to keep holding off? So they projected that Gavin Newsom was able to stave off the recall – but it was also a big loss for the state of California because when Gavin Newsom ran and campaigned against the the recall, he made it sound like Larry L was another reincarnation of Donald Trump. But he never campaigned on why he was running. What did he do for the state of California? It was just how bad Larry Elder is. Mm-hmm. And it's ironic that it was, in one respect, very racist. Because you had the L.A. Times report that and do an editorial that Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. But here's the, the point. Larry Elder grew up in um, East L.A., went to Crenshaw High, one of the worst high schools in the state, if not the nation, where only 2% are doing anything at grade level. Gavin Newsom was given everything. He epitomizes white privilege. And then you have a liberal, a white woman on a bicycle with a gorilla mask come up and try to throw an egg at him and then hit one of his security detail or a supporter. Flip the switch. Had that been a, a black Democratic candidate with a white woman on a bike and a gorilla mask throwing an egg, they would have went all over. The Confederacy has taken over. Oh, yeah. So it just shows the duplicity of what's going on. But anyway... The real losers are the state of California because they didn't solve the educational problem where 70% of blacks and Hispanics can't do math or English to grade level. They didn't solve the homeless issue, which is the largest homeless population in the country. They have the 30% of all welfare recipients reside in California. They got the, the largest income inequality of all the minorities and the low income pay far more in energy than any other place in the United States. They have a water crisis. They have a kind of a budgetary crisis. You name it, they have it. But the people spoke and they want Gavin Newsom. So we'll have to see how this plays out in the coming year. He's got to run for re-election again in 2022. So we'll see how this plays out. So you have that. On Capitol Hill, you have the infrastructure deal, which is running into turmoil with the Democratic Party because you have Senator Joe Manchin came out on Sunday and said he will not support $3.5 trillion. Yeah. 
So you have two bills. You have the $3.5 trillion in the Senate that's languishing, and you had the $1.1 infrastructure bipartisan agreement that passed the Senate that is stuck in the House because the House said we will not bring this one up to a vote until the 3.5 passes out of the. But then you have time isn't on their hand because at the end of the month, you have September 30th is the end of the fiscal year, and they got to raise the debt ceiling. And Republicans said, we're not going to come and help you. And the Democrats are fighting among themselves on how to do all these things, plus jam this bill through. Now, they want to have a vote by the 27th. And so far, no one has really read the bill. They haven't really put it all together. They have drafts and parts of it, but not anything anybody's going to read. So basically, they're going to pass something, and you'll find out the details later. But once it's passed and signed, it becomes law. And I think that's where a lot of the moderates are questioning. Because remember when they passed the Affordable Care Act, that really hurt them when people started to read what was in it and how it was going to be produced. And the the Democrats lost the House, and they eventually lost the Senate, all because of the spending and taxes and regulations and stuff. So did you hear word that there were people with that were voting, but they said they were getting turned away because they said they already voted? Did you hear anything? About I that? haven't heard anything about that. Each state does things differently. And California has a very myopic and very bizarre, and especially the last few years, they have just have a very convoluted voting system. Yeah, it's still a lot going on. There's still some aftermath going on with Afghanistan, the withdrawal. But General McKenzie, there was something that came out like in a book saying how he possibly colluded or what would what it be? It, Bob Woodward, the he was part of the Woodward and Bernstein that from the Washington Post that took down Richard Nixon during the Watergate hearings, or at least got the ball rolling. He wrote a book with Bob Costa. No one's seen it. They've only seen excerpts of it. And back in October, I guess they got intelligence that China was getting nervous because they were seeing some chaotic things in the U.S. elections. And you can see their point because everybody was had wildly different conspiracies. So General Milley called his counterpart in China to say, listen, hey, this is a democracy. This is how things work. We're not going to do anything militarily or attack you or anything like that. So he made two phone calls, and one of them um, I think was under the auspices of Secretary of Defense Esper. So everybody's making hay of it. Did he do this? Did he say this? Did he warn the Chinese that we would we would attack or something like that? But the Catherine Herridge, I think it's, I pronounced her name right, from Fox News, who covers the Pentagon, she went into the very detailed. And for a listener standpoint, when the major um, government official, like the Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman or even like the President, they all record this. It isn't just done in a, he's by himself in a room somewhere calling his counterpart. There are people that document this just to make sure everything's in, done in a transparent fashion. So I think what happened is those in the government overhear something, take snippets of things, and then they run to the press. And I think they shouldn't be doing that. I, I, my opinion, that's illegal, but I'm not a lawyer mm-hmm. to say and everybody goes, they're a whistleblower. A whistleblower means you go to the inspector general. A whistleblower doesn't go to the media. Yeah. And you can't take something out of context or not in the full vein of how everything was done. And everybody who was in the room said none of this stuff that they're alleging happened. 
So that's why I really haven't reported on it or made any hay of it because so far we don't, we haven't seen the book. We haven't seen all of it, not just snippets of it. And even Republicans, even on Fox News, they're jumping to make wild conclusions. Let's wait until everything comes out. He has to be answered for this. Mm-hmm. Secretary of Defense Mike Esper has to, and the Trump has, should be asked about this. And we'll know more by the 28th when Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and General Milley are up on Capitol Hill to discuss some of their Afghan issues. And this will be a, a thing to talk about. But right now, even s- former Vice Chief of Staff of the U.S. Army, General Jack Keane, said there's much to do about nothing. He acted properly to reform. Hey, we're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Just And we have liaison with counterparts in Russia, China. These are from our adversaries. We also have the same thing with our, our allies to make sure nothing like a surprise attack or something like that comes up. We try to alleviate some of this stuff. Even to say, hey, we're going to warn you if something happens? I'm not sure if that took place. That's what we need to know. Did you say that? But there would be records of all that. Yeah. Those in the room said that none of that happened. But what about even just having that wavering confidence in your president thinking that uh, if he doesn't get his way, in the last two weeks, he's going to try nuking another country. Well, but see, that was the whole thing for the last four years. They were thinking that Trump was unstable. Trump was this. They wanted to do the the 25th Amendment, where the cabinets and the vice president would sign off to say Trump is unstable. Let's look at the current administration right now. How many times that when he speaks on camera, they cut him off or they pull, they shut the mic off when he's asked a very difficult question. Yeah. Now, or, go, but what about McKenzie and Pelosi talking back and forth? Isn't that some kind of collusion or? The Speaker of the House can talk to General McKenzie. I think that's part of her, um, her duties. But now, what's, from what they allege, that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was, was very adamant, got very heated, telling General Miller, you need to pull the nuclear codes from the president. And what our listener needs to know, the president can't just launch. There's a process. No one person can launch nuclear weapon. There's a there have to go through this whole process. And for Nancy Pelosi to say that, I think she was the one that needs to be asked, why are you saying this? What, what What's your impetus for doing this? Yeah. Are you the one who's, who's flipping out? Okay, so I got an idea. Why don't you go ahead and we're going to take a quick break and we'll just get back. But I think we're going to try live streaming. Okay, let's try that. We're going to try to make it better. But I also like to thank those from the Heroes Media Group who are, we have the our Ubaldi reports on their platform and their listeners are always listening to Ubaldi reports. So I'd like to thank them, but we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is John with Ubaldi Reports, and we're back from our break. We just had to do take care of some uh, biz, personal business on the technical side. So we just finished talking about the issue with uh, General Mike Milley making potentially maybe some calls to his Chinese counterpart. Opinion I had is we got to put this in context. He hadn't done anything wrong until we get more information. The other thing that came out of it, um, not just on that issue, On Monday and Tuesday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was up on Capitol Hill. Monday, he spoke in front of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Yesterday, he spoke in front of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And a couple big things that came out of it was he still doesn't know how many Americans are left in Afghanistan. He goes from about 100 to 15,000. We just don't know. He doesn't know. 
Then we have, he doesn't know how many visa green card holders are in Afghanistan, nor does he know how many Afghan nationals who are trying to get out who work with us during the past 20 years. So there's a lot of issues that he just doesn't have answers to. The other thing that he was, to me, was surprising when he didn't see um, the Taliban would be able to take over the government as fast as they did, which I thought was incredible. It was really disturbing because I was following it on open source, and I don't get all the, the updates, the intelligence brief that he does. So it's just amazing that he doesn't have this. I came away from watching the hearings that is either he's incompetent mm-hmm. or he's operating four or five levels above his ability, and I think it's a combination of both. So it's just – now, he was – on Monday when he spoke in front of the House Foreign Affairs Com- – Foreign Relations Committee, he did it by Zoom, which I thought he should have been in person. On Tuesday in front of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, he was there – but Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was not. And Sec- Democratic Senator from New Jersey, Bob Menendez, is potentially going to want him to be there. And he wants him, if he doesn't come, he's going to subpoena him over there, which is weird. A Democrat is going to subpoena another member from a Democratic administration to come over. Okay, let's talk AOC for a second. Okay. There was a, yeah. Are you familiar with the Met Gala? I've heard of it, yeah. It's That's very true. wealthy to, to I, I, provide. I can't wait to... Go to one because we can dress up all crazy and stuff. I mean, it's it's a ways to raise money for art funding. I'm to be personally, I could care less about dressing up and hobnobbing with the the power elites. They're the ones that cause most of the problems in the first place. Okay, so you have the elite there, right? Correct. And you have her wearing her dress, nice and proud, of saying. Tax the rich. Who should be offended there? Should it be people that maybe support her that are are not rich? Or should it be the people there because they are rich and she's, hey, I'm here. I want to tax you because. You know who really should be offended? Who? The American people. No, the the, the reason I say that, who should be offended? The the taxpayers, the American people of this country give huge amounts of money to the every year. Yeah. And the Congressional Budget Office, when it comes to the debt, has always said that it wasn't the taxes that did it. It's a spending. So we give like education. I mention education all the time. We spend about between the federal, state, and local level, spend between 750 and $800 billion a year on education. But yet American education is at the bottom of pack of all industrialized country in math, science, and reading. But yet we pump billions of dollars. Look at our infrastructure. How many billions of dollars go to the federal government, but yet we have failing roads, failing bridges, and all the... So that's who should be offended, is we're not getting what we pay for. Yeah, but it's just kind of... It's... it's a, Is it the rich eating the rich? It's almost like... I So I heard like a joke or a pun saying Andrea Ocasio-Cortez in on a private plane did a skywriting tax tax the rich. The thing is with Ocasio-Cortez is she hasn't done anything. She graduated, I think, from New York University in economics with the and international relation with distinction. Did you even learn basic economics? When you make something more expensive, you get less of it. And the policies that they're pursuing 
All they have to do is look back to in history when Franklin Roosevelt was president. We were coming out of the Great Depression. By 1935, we had gotten all our gains back that we lost from the crash. But he decided he wanted to raise taxes and raise regulations. And all it did is the unemployment rate was between 12 and 14 percent. He sank us back into the second depression and we dropped our unemployment rate to 20 yeah. percent. And we only came out of it in the, just as we or before we entered the war, when the war we started ramping up war production, that jobs started coming back. Mm hmm. If it wasn't for World War II, Roosevelt would have been seen as a failure president. And then you go to the 1970s when the Fed, easy money policy of the Fed, big government spending, and the dollar was worthless. So your your uh, purchasing power wasn't there. So you had to make more to get more goods. Yeah. And I just think that's what they're doing. They have no concept of economics. She's never run a business. And it's kind of ironic. The business that she worked at went broke. He went bankrupt because he couldn't afford the labor cost and the high rents that they have in New York. Okay. But yet she's pushing these policies that are hitting business. And the small business are the backbone of this country, not corporate America, but they're going to kill small business mm -hmm. if they haven't done that already. Yeah. So let's see. We got Millie. The other thing that came out of it is last Thursday, the vaccine mandate. We talked a little bit about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's ironic that the post office is still waiting to see before they implement anything. I still got to make a TikTok about that. Yeah. So they, they, they would get so pissed if they know that. So I mean, does everybody know that? I don't think everybody knows that. It's not like you're, they're hiding anything. No. Is that most people aren't aware that the postal service doesn't have to be mandated vaccinations. They're all, still waiting to see the what the plan is by the Biden administration. I think so, Congress, too. You no, know, that's the other one. Congress, their, the House, Senate, and their staffers, and the just and the, the the courts, they don't have to vaccinate. Yeah. So if you're all about vaccination, everybody should do it, not just certain individuals or certain groups. Yeah. And it just seems like when it works in their interest and not follow the science and other things. Now the other thing that came out of it just a day or two ago was they say that hospitalizations for COVID has skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. What they failed to mention is if you go to the hospital and you get hospitalized, yeah. the vast majority who are being hospitalized is not from COVID. It's something unrelated to COVID, but they get tested yeah. and they may have symptoms of COVID, but they're classified. You've been hospitalized for COVID. That's not an accurate statement. Okay. So that you got to look at the numbers and that's padding the numbers to make it look worse than it actually is. Because I know a lot of people who have COVID, they just feel the effects of COVID. They're not, that's not what made them hospital. They could have been at home. But because they were hospitalized for something unrelated to the COVID, but they're being counted as hospitalized for COVID. Okay, so President Biden came out with before the mandate, right? Correct. And the thing he said that I think a lot of people are still trying to wrap their head around is that, a vaccine is supposed to make sure or ensure that you are protected, but he's saying that's the unvaccinated that are that are putting the vaccinated in danger. That's, that was Kamala Harris. Well, no, I think President Biden said that too. That, but see, the thing is, if they're talking about vaccinations as a way to stem the rise of the coronavirus or the Delta variant, why haven't they vaccinated? 
the illegal migrants coming in. They just released the the numbers for August. 208,000 illegal migrants were caught crossing the border. Okay, so technically, if we're to think about it, if it's if COVID is carried, I, I still don't. Yes, I think. Are there people that have COVID that are coming across the border? Absolutely, but I don't think it's that much. I think it's. The, I think. But the, Joe, when they come across the border and they have COVID, they're not isolating them. No, they're not vaccinating okay. them. They take them and they disperse them across the country. Disperse them across Texas. They disperse them across Florida. Mm-hmm. So if someone has COVID, how many people they in? How many people are you in contact on a daily basis? So if you if they come across okay like me <clears throat> delivering mail just on a regular just anybody so if someone comes across the border and they get apprehended by border patrol different people in the homeland security community different people at the camps or whatever centers are going to then they put on buses and they get dropped off at bus stations they're not masked they're not vaccinated they're yeah. not and they just disperse them out so they're look how many people they're t- they're coming and con- look how many things they're touching with, and they have COVID. I'm not saying every migrant, but a good chunk of them have the coronavirus. I think we could just talk COVID blue in the face. I think something, part of me tells me they're just like maybe milking this just till 2022 because they said, oh, COVID's going to be over in 2022. Are they just maybe, are they just, oh, maybe like after 2022, they're going to be like, oh, it's, I bet you during an election year. Okay, 2022, which is the next election year. Hey, everybody, we cured COVID. You well, know? but see, but here's the thing. One of the latest polls showed now Biden's underwater when it comes to the coronavirus. Because look at the statements he made last year. I come in, I will fix this problem so we can get back to normal. He's done a deplorable job on the rollout of the vaccine, even the booster shot. Yeah. He's jumped ahead of the FDA. The, there's a big spat with the FDA, the CDC, and the White House about the booster shot. The FDA wants, they need more information, more time to study it to see if it works. Now, there's an Israeli study that came out that said you don't really need all this other stuff. No, and they said that a vaccine doesn't have to be created if there's a treatment, and then you have this whole ivermectin kind of thing going on right now where they're like, people are dying because they're overdosing on horse stuff or horse dewormers. How's it going? We're back with you, Baldy Reports. So, John, I want you to just tell them real quick what we what was going on. We were on TikTok, and somebody messaged us in on TikTok, wanted to talk live, so popped it in. We had a talk with a gentleman out of um, Arkansas. I wonder if he's still back. I think it, make sure he hits us back up after the show. Yeah, find us on TikTok, and we'll have a conversation. Yeah, we'll check. have a, we'll have a conversation. I uh, usually seen John. It's like when. This guy was like barraging him with like questions, and like just off the—I wouldn't say off the wall, but they were—they were receptive of his questions. Yeah, but you were like this ninety-two, boom, president. No, this is what we should do with that, like stuff like that. And it's just—it's like no, it's like an artist with a brush doing this. <laughs> but just like, that's your plethora of information. I like, I like to read a lot. I'm, I'm just like the the guy that's like, hey, I read question and then you answer it, kind of thing. And just, don't let Joe's a good guy. He knows it. He's a good father, good husband, 
And he's a f- great Marine. <laughs> but he didn't say anything about my intellect, so what should <laughs> I tell you? So we are rounding, rounding down, but why don't you go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Ubaldi Reports. If you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi Reports group, and you can check us out, leave questions, and we'll try to get back with you. All right, and we are working on a live stream. Bear with us. We'll figure it's it out. It's going to get so much better, and I think the lighting, the cameras, and stuff like that. But I really, you know, I really like the interaction. Hey, hit us up on TikTok, live on live. We'll jaw back and forth and uh, we'll have a good time. So everybody, everybody have a great day.